0: You are listening to Deeply Connected. I'm your host, Ludmiwa Woodruff, and I am here to help you heal relationship patterns with yourself and others so you can create conscious relationships through connection and authentic love. Now, let's focus on getting you deeply connected to yourself and those around you. When we look at stress, um, I would say it's one of the major um, reasons for divorce because over time, if you are together five years, seven years, 10 years, and you don't address the the stress or how we are coping or avoiding stress or dealing with it, um, it's just one day, it's just everything becomes too much and we are pretty much done. Um, And one thing to say here is that a lot of couples are or even individuals if you are dating, because if you are dating and you are in a completely stressed out state, guess how it's going to influence your dating experience. But a lot of people in relationships are looking for help way too late down the road. So I want you to think about this. When you get married, you spend time, money, energy, focus, everything on this one amazing day. And then the question is how much time, energy, focus, and money do you spend on resources to help you have great connection and great marriage. Not many people do that. We, what I see most of the time is when it really becomes unbearable, then you are trying to look for help. But what it means that for five, seven, 10, 15 years, you've been living through stories that are created through stress responses. Okay. So the health of your relationship is not really measured by the time spent together. It is really measured by how well do we know each other? How, how well do we work with each other? And how open can we be about what is working and what is not working? So for example, let's say I have a couple and the woman says, you know, Ludmilla, we've been married for 15 years. Like he should already know what I need from him. What would be supportive of me, how he can really release a lot of weight and responsibilities from me. And I need him to communicate. He already should know how to communicate with me. And so when I asked, um, more questions, I say, okay, so let me know, how have you been dealing with this lack of communication with this lack of understanding in some ways, because your partner is great, but there is something missing. There is a gap, correct? And I want you to see that in many relationships, the gap can be overcome just through clarity and communication and stress management. Yeah? And when I ask this question, very often the answer is, well, I did not, I just adapted. Meaning there is this gap, so I adapt how to live with that gap. So I don't communicate, I don't open, I communicate, but only on a certain level. I don't open up much. I just learn how to deal with lack of whatever is missing. And then at some point you burn yourself down and then you say, I'm done with the relationship, right? Like I'm, I'm really thinking about divorce. And the question is, well, that's really great. What have you done to really make this relationship to be nurtured and and to thrive? Well, we've been together for 15 years or 10 years, whatever that is for you, right? Being together doesn't mean you are working together, growing together and deeply connecting with each other. Different men will respond differently. So I need you to understand that for both men and women, because we are not going who is doing a better job and who is right. We need to be working together to keep rising the awareness around our own blind spots. That's why I think hiring coaches or therapists is so beneficial because you literally cannot see your own blind spots. I will have women tell me on a call, yeah, I'm great, I'm so confident um, and 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 I'm really great at dating. High achievers, they run multi-million businesses. And then I ask about dating and the stuff that I hear, I said, you are completely not grounded you are, you are in this wounded feminine that is all over, there, is pure chaos, and it's not a problem, but it's only that. Then we are chasing the man, then we, are, then we are going out with men that don't even want a relationship, but you want a family and a child. Like, what are we doing? So that's why it's always good to have somebody, if you have the skills that, that you need to, you know, learn how to really be more proficient in or master, hire somebody to help you with that. Because this whole relationship and romance, it's very foreign to us, and we just repeat what we've seen in our households. You know, like chaos is chaos. I just realized you know, a few few weeks ago that my mom used to be very chaotic. I was around a friend and she was very chaotic. And I thought, why am I feeling like a lot of stuff is coming up for me? I don't know what's going on. I like her, but this whole chaotic, disorganized energy is, is not making me feel great. And it's literally like dawned on me that that was my mom. loved me to death, but so disorganized and chaotic in her energy that it never felt like I could just be still and be settled. She would be watching TV, reading, listening to a radio. I mean, the silence, we don't know how to be in silence. That was my household. So I had to learn how to be in silence and I'm still learning a lot how to sit with myself. Because if I cannot be that, guess what? I will be the masculine in my relationship with my husband. And then it means he he will be like, okay, there's nothing else for me to do here. I will sit, she will serve me, she will wash the dishes, she will do everything, and I will just go to work, right? I will take care of the kids and everything else. So understanding that we need to work together, both men and women, being open to feedback, being open to really radical self-responsibility, being being okay and non-judgmental with our emotional states that we present in relationships, but also owning it like, if I repeat this over and over, I think it's me. I think I need to be looking at something, right? And having that safety also within the relationship, because what happens with a lot of my clients, they've been married for years, for example, or they are dating and getting ready to get married. And there are some conversations that they don't want to have because it's scary. If I show all of me, then what's going to happen? And let me tell you, you need to be able to go deep in your relationship together on intimacy level, or you are going to be, you know, connecting over here and there. It's all this anxiety and uncertainty and both of you are feeling it. Let me tell you, because when I work with people, both partners feel that. So learning and hiring somebody to help you with, how can I have those difficult conversations with my partner without making it mean anything bad? And even if we disagree on things, we can still love each other, right? We can have a great relationship, even if we don't agree on everything in the same way. What would you tell the men? Mm-hmm, and what would you tell the women when we are trying to have those conversations that seem difficult or... Um, you know, if we don't feel heard or seen by the other,
1: huh.
0: mm.
1: you know, there's a lot of different. I think there's a lot of different solutions to any problem, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking: buy flowers and bring flowers home mm-hmm. and start a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking, get help. Get somebody that they can, that you can speak to, either yeah. individually or together. Yeah, yeah. The three yeah. um, make time for each other. Mm-hmm. I think that you know the, the the really to consciously set time aside t- together to mm-hmm. to allow a space where you can get out of that pattern of of throwing knives at each other. Mm-hmm. That's what you were saying, right? When yeah. throwing knives or yeah. throwing you say, coming out with bats, right? At some point, you probably need to get some help with that, right? Mm -hmm. Because we get in patterns and we only know how to relate in a certain way. And maybe we need a little bit of help to to shift that. Uh, Maybe we can shift it ourselves just by putting, getting together in a different environment or trying something different. But don't keep doing the same thing and expect different results. Yeah yeah Um, and it's going to take work i think it's really critical to recognize it's going to take work from both people i think it's really hard if one person is willing to put a lot of effort Mm -hmm. into it and the other person for whatever reason isn't wanting to look at the situation and Mm -hmm. put effort into it Mm -hmm. what one person sees as effort one person might not see as effort while the other one is trying so you have to be really honest about that as well
0: it happens a lot i want to say that it happens a lot that when we are in this dysregulated state and we are already in defense of fighting. But that's the
1: first part is to recognize it's a dysregulated state and there is a path I need to find to get a better regulated state. And each one of us has to do that ourselves individually. Yeah, And that doesn't take the other person. That we have to do ourselves. And by one person changing, that can already have a massive effect Mm -hmm. on the other person.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I see it exactly what you said a lot of times when Women or men are in this regulated state and they feel at- under attack or defensive, or, you know, they want to just shut down. No matter what the other partner does, it just goes un- unnoticed. And then when I ask more questions, I can see the ways that the other comes forward. Like I hear it often, like I'm trying and I'm asking for time and I'm trying to engage a conversation and we just like give a cold shoulder or we ignore or we disengage or we don't even notice. And um those small moments, we call it like the bits of love. I'm coming towards you and I'm offering you love and connection. And every time I'm coming towards you and you dismiss me or you reject me or you turn away from me, it makes me less, not even willing, but Now I will have to be able to, you know, be with the pain of rejection every time I'm coming towards you, so.
1: Yeah, mm -hmm. maybe sometimes there we need some help to get another perspective on the situation in order to, to not unintentionally hurt the other person.
0: Yeah, I completely agree because when I see couples, let's say together, uh, for separately and then maybe together, I hear very different stories sometimes right. because the perspective is very different and expectations and, right. and the hurt feelings or desires. And then, um, when I hear from both people, I can see two people that love each other and they just don't know how to all let go of being right, let go of being defensive or argumentative, being flexible maybe, um, also being open like vulnerable it's 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 hard for so many people because if you haven't been supported in your previous relationships or in your childhood uh and able to express your emotions it yeah. is really hard for so many of you to 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 do that in most intimate yeah. relationship right because and then
1: when we add to it all the you know post honeymoon yes life yeah realities mm-hmm. and children and work and at any given time yeah. some of that's not going well yeah. um it can be really difficult because we only we all only have so many skills mm-hmm. and we just we also have to give ourselves a little break sometimes and some grace and and, grace. Yeah. and um and try again
0: so why do relationships sometimes fail just because we have unhealed patterns and we have unconscious adaptations in how we cope with the lack of connection to ourselves and you can be only so deeply connected to another person as you allow yourself and practice yourself to be connected to your own heart and your own soul. And that's one reason, right? This is like one reason of why some relationships really don't work out. We take time and we don't really do the work. We take time to just kind of suffer through them or suffer through our coping mechanisms and our adaptations but we kind of are unaware or refuse to take any action on healing those those patterns and um, those hurts within ourselves. Next reason is um, we have no idea how to communicate. And so where we think we communicate, we come out or aggressive or passive aggressive. For a lot of people pleasers who don't practice boundaries and have no idea how it feels like even to set a boundary, What I see very often is you just keep giving and agreeing until it becomes too much, until you feel used, until your expectation of being noticed is not met. Then you explode, then it's too much. Then you hear yourself say things like, I've done so much for them or for you, and I am not being appreciated. I cannot do anymore. Like when is my time to be taken care of, right? So the communication style is connected to our attachment style. And if you want to catch up on attachments and what it even means, please listen to to the episode that is specifically covering that in uh, season one. So let's talk communication. You can mean one thing, but the way you say it and how it's received, it can mean something else to the other person, right? So for example, if I have a client and she says, you know what Miwa, I just need, what I really need is for my husband to look at me and say, babe, how can I support you? Is there anything specific that would really lower your load this week? And he's not asking that. So instead of her saying, babe, it would mean so much if you could just take this off my hands this week. I would feel so much more relaxed. I'm I'm really overwhelmed right now. And I would appreciate your support here. She says, (laughs) you never think of ways to support me. Like, I literally have to ask you. Like, can't you think for yourself and can't you see that I'm struggling? We can call it communication. And a lot of my clients call it communication when they start working with me because I'm saying words out loud and I'm expressing how I'm feeling. But that is not expressing, that is literally reacting to this bold, bold, um, repressed emotions of being unsupported and not knowing how to ask for what you need. So where are you on a spectrum with your emotions? If I would ask you, how are you feeling in your relationship today? Are you able to tell me? Or it's going to be like, it's good, it's fine. I don't know, it's not going well. Do you see? Good, fine, not good. The vocabulary is so small. I love to be devoured in my relationship. Devoured. Who would even use that word? I would. Expand your vocabulary. And with the expansion of vocabulary, expand your feeling capacity and capability. Right? So how do I feel as a woman? We want so often the men to come in towards us, and they are more willing than not. But when they're coming in, I'm just, I'm all in my head. I'm all in my head and I don't see you. When you ask for what you want, you better be ready for it. Because when he comes, how can you receive? So this feminine masculine, we can talk, you know, the concepts that are, I don't know if you even can describe it in terms, but When you think of a family, it's an ocean. It's unpredictable. Some days, ocean is very calm. Some days, the waves are small. And some days, you better stay away from that water (laughs) because I don't know if you're going to make it. The masculine is more of the mountain. It's solid. It's there. It's strong. Like, nothing is changing much. Like, you know it's there and you can just surrender so if you are in this space in your relationship, and you think, I don't know what happened to us. I don't know what happened to us. Like, where is this? And I'm afraid. Stop looking to him for everything that is wrong and start looking for everything that is already working. Because psychology one-on-one, people want to improve and will give you more if they feel like they're appreciated. Correct? I think we are so confused about what motivates us. And for some people, they will say, yes, you know, it motivates me to beat other people because they thought I'm not great. Okay, amazing. If that works for you, go with it. But for a lot of women, that approach does not work. So work with what is already there for you. How has he shown you love? How has he shown you that he cares? Find those moments, find the situations and bring it towards him. But before bringing it towards him, feel it in your body. How how does it feel to receive? How does it feel when he takes the kids outside so I can go and get the massage? How does that feel for me? And why does that matter? And how do I want to love him? And how do I want to love myself? As we navigate this apparently, a challenging moment in our relationship. But this is normal. You, you all think like relationships are like in the movies. This is nothing like a movie. We are dealing with real people, with real emotions, expectations, boundaries are like they're off, with different communication styles. Like, you know, you need some tension in the relationship to keeping alive. If there is no tension, everything becomes the same, the same. So how have you been as a woman exciting or excited about yourself lately? If there is nothing, don't ex- expect him to constantly come in and, and give and make you feel great. Like what is your responsibility in that area? How do you make yourself feel alive? What do you, what, what interesting have you done lately? that made you feel full, he cannot fill you up if you are unwilling to do so for yourself. It's literally impossible.
2: I want to talk about the signs, Mm -hmm. and we've mentioned them earlier, but I do Mm -hmm. want to talk about the signs in dating and in Mm -hmm. marriage, how you may know that Mm -hmm. you are searching for and seeking Mm -hmm. for a deeper connection. Mm -hmm. But first I want to point out how you talked about like this renegotiation Mm -hmm. and men getting more in tune with their heart space Mm -hmm. and women getting more in tune with their heart space. And to me, that's like crystal clear. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking about this conversation that's probably Mm -hmm. brewing outside Mm -hmm. of the hyper-masculine men Mm -hmm. that are probably like,
0: you guys Mm -hmm. want men
2: to be more Mm -hmm. soft and you want us to Mm -hmm. communicate and you want us -hmm. us to be women. Mm
0: -hmm. You said that earlier. I do not want to be married to a woman. (laughs) And, and because I'm a we, we like, heterosexual woman, so there are we women like your who masculine. want to be... Correct. Right. And you know what we are talking about... But you want me in, to be soft too. In any type of a relationship. Correct. So if, if I'm married, and, and I'm speaking of heterosexual relationships right now, but right. I also think in any type of relationship you will have both parties that do want to be heard and understood. The basic needs in any type of relationship is to be heard, to be understood, to be loved, to be accepted as I am and be able to be expressed fully as I am, as I am, without the need to change and be different. Mm -hmm. So we all have that. Men have that need as well. Mm -hmm. Correct? Um, So no, I don't need you to be like my girlfriend. But what I do yearn and desire is the ability that you have as a man to sit with me when I'm... When I need to have a conversation, when I need to connect on emotional level, because you have that ability as well, because you are human. It doesn't matter if you are a man or a woman, you are human. And living through the heart is so dismissed for men. Mm-hmm. And for women, we are just protecting ourselves. Yeah. So this is, I think, the space we are growing in right now. How to connect through the heart, because we are so great to, con- you know, in our connection through our logical brain and our analytical brain. But there is limitation to that, There's limitation to connecting only through our analytical thinking Mm. because analytical thinking and analytical brain, you know, there are so, if we come from the primitive brain, it will always seek pleasure, avoid pain and conserve energy. Right so if i don't understand how to get out from my survival brain to more of this prefrontal cortex when i can make logical decisions and they are in the best interest of my intentional life and intentional relationships most often we will make decisions from the primitive brain and survival that tell us to avoid pain seek pleasure and conserve energy i'm sitting here
2: thinking about two people in a partnership mm-hmm like a just a man and a woman and mm-hmm. them both being in that mm-hmm. state mm-hmm. and why there's no heart centered mm-hmm. love sharing. Like there's yeah. nothing in the middle because you're mm-hmm. talking about two people that are in survival mm-hmm. that are working off their logical brain mm-hmm. that are not connected to their heart. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is this is also similar to the conversation we've had around like two to, to a, a partnership and then also being in business. Mm-hmm. Like you take all of the mm-hmm. you suck all everything out of it. It's mm-hmm. dry. Mm-hmm. It literally becomes nothing but a logical mm-hmm. and
0: that primitive that survival brain mm-hmm. conversation between well, two people that are supposed primitive to be-, be primitive. If we respond from primitive brain, that's not even logical. Mm. because that's just literally in my survival so if if i if i'm in a relationship that isn't serving me or if i am in a relationship that i see some patterns that i would love to change let's say or address but i'm not addressing them because if i know that addressing them will Mm, shift shift the dynamics, shake 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 something up. up yes Um, and I don't want to, you know, it's, it's scary because this is working, it's painful, but it's working in some way. And I am used to already now to operate in this dynamic. Now, if I admit to myself, this is better than
2: the pain of change. Correct. This is better
0: than the pain of change. Correct. So if, so that's very, as we say, we now trained ourselves. Our brain is online with this dynamic, whatever's happening. I already know how to respond to you. If you shut down, I already know we've practiced this dance already.
1: I'm trained.
0: (laughs) I am trained. Yeah. The the narrow pathways are set up. Perfect. I know how to survive this relationship. I know how to survive in this in this environment. And you know, with this person, with this closeness, or with this avoidance and the spaciousness in this space, right? So Mm -hmm. in this time frame, perfect. Now I see there is something not working. And I feel this pull, like I need to have this conversation. Or I need to bring it at least to myself and my own awareness first and accept that that there is something off. It requires a lot of energy. It might be painful. And for sure, it will not feel like pleasure. Mm -mm. You see? So that's why the intentional change is, is, you know, demanding of us to really step up and choose ourselves. How can I keep choosing myself, my highest self, the... The knowing, inner knowing that I can have a better relationship, that I can feel better in my life, that my life doesn't have to feel like struggle or that I'm spread thin or I can only be successful in my professional life, but over here, it's not going to go well. Thank you so much for loving yourself enough to spend the time deep diving into what you need to feel, heal and connect again. My hope is that you are able to connect with yourself and others differently today. Please share this with other women in your life. It is time we share the wealth when it comes to connecting deeply with ourselves and those around us. Make sure to write a review on all your favorite listening platforms and join us on YouTube as well. You can always learn more about working with me at ludmiwawoodroof.com and I will see you next week.